Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Just got two segments for you today, and as usual, we start things off with news and listener mail. Um, I will say that all the Xenoblade Chronicles coming to North America stuff broke after we recorded, so you won't hear any of that in this episode, but you can look forward to a good discussion about it next week. After news, Neil and I talk about Mario Kart 7, which he just reviewed. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of NWR Connectivity. I am Scott Thompson. This week, I am joined by Neil Ronahan. Hi! Zachary Miller. Dinosaurs! <laughs> and uh, birthday boy, Mike Squenz. I'm a banana. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah, you Who, are. Uh, was gracious enough uh, to skip seeing Real Big Fish to be here with us tonight. Yeah, I was feeling kind of sick, and then my buddy, who I was going to go with, has the flu. So... Oh, well, there you go. Got it from screwed. Neil. I, I know, Scott, you were, like, talking about how you were super jealous. I've seen them, like, seven times, so it's not that big of a deal for me to miss them. They come to town every year. Yeah. Right. I know I've yeah, seen I've, them Yeah, I've seen them, too. I think, three or four times. I, I actually, yeah, I actually said show. I actually said the me of ten years ago. <laughs> super oh, jealous. Okay, me, me, current day, I mean, I wouldn't, if I got to go, I wouldn't be upset. I mean, they're fun, but is this, <laughs> it's is not something I'd have to see. I, I, yeah. I'm not oh, okay. as into the real big fish as I was when I was, yeah, about ten years ago. If it was less than Jake, <laughs> I would have said, fuck y'all, and I would have gone. <laughs> well, yeah, less than Jake, sure. But I've I mean, seen them 20 times, show. so. <laughs> less than yeah. Jake. Zach, you gotta get up with it. You gotta get up with uh, early 2000s, late 90s ska. That's yeah. what's Are, are bands just running out of names now? Less than Jake? They ran out a long time ago. Yeah, as I say, very true. old. <laughs> Strawberry alarm yeah. clock. How, how old is Less Than Jake at this point? Are they are they twenty or? Sorry, is is Less Than Jake like twenty years old at this no, point? No, no, no. Twenty-eight or? Oh damn! Because I didn't really? even, Yeah, I've seen them twenty times, and it's been more than one time a year. So, <laughs> but it's never been more than twice, or maybe three times one year. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> so Rat Scott, intriguing. But um. Yeah, so we're going to be uh, talking news and reading some listener mail right now. Excellent. And uh, actually, first, let's start with the listener mail. Uh, it came from um, KYTim89. I don't know. I think he's I Tim think it's from Kai Ken- Tim. Kai, Kai Tim. Tim. I used to assume it's Tim from Kentucky. Is KY Kentucky? Kentucky Tim. Hey, why not? That could be yeah. it. Man, if that's Kentucky Tim, then I've been I've been fooled for, Kentucky- for like a year or two. He should just call himself Kentucky Tim. That's an awesome name. It is. And that's who they, I don't even care anymore. Kentucky Tim 89, that's who he is. <laughs> right or wrong. Uh, and here's his, uh, his email. It's a little long, but... Uh, Can we'll you do a Kentucky it. accent? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> Can someone else do a pretty good southern accent? I said, I said. So, <laughs> yeah, I live here, but I do not do the accent. <laughs> How's that <All> right. work? <laughs> I'll, I'll read it in my normal weird vernacular. Um what first and third party titles does the connectivity team look forward to? Secondly, what first and third party um, could, I guess, games could be potential releases alongside the Wii U? Lastly, here's my list. Nintendo first party titles. Star Fox Wii U, which will be developed by Retro Studios and will push the hardware to its limits. Pikmin no. 3. <laughs> Pikmin 3 is the holiday 2012 launch title. This game would be the equivalent of a Mario or Zelda title released during the Christmas season. I see that happening. F-Zero Wii U, developed by Monster Games. It would look like a modern-day HD racing game. 
hope I don't think we'd get that at launch because Monster Games finished their pilot wings and that came out in March 2011. Well, may, maybe. Yeah, I maybe five they need to go back to pilot wings. They must have a bigger team. I mean, I think I feel like if they're doing something like um, if they're doing something that's going to be as substantial as a new F Zero game, I don't think we'd see it until 2013. Because I mean, I, I think you'd need a two-year development time for that. Yeah, at yeah. Least, and yeah. Uh, what's the team that did GX? Is, is it Amusement Vision? Or... Yeah. Do they even exist anymore? I don't think. They I don't do. know. I think but they wherever those guys are, they need to make the new F Zero. They're the only ones who are allowed to make F Zero from now until the future, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I agree, but I don't think they. I know. I know Sega kind of like deconstructed everything a while back. I don't know where those people are, but yeah. <laughs> I still think ND ND Cube. Um, that would be my outside shot. Um, yeah, that's what those, or at least make show. an F Zero game. I made that E three prediction. Um, oh, that's because they, right, they made Tube Slider, Tube Slider, and Maximum Best Velocity <laughs> on on GBA. Yeah, Tube Slider was not has a good. Maximum name. Velocity was not good. I think or, or it was. I think I think they did the Game Boy Advance ones. But regardless, yeah. they have experience with racing games that are fast. <laughs> um, and they they made Wii Party. I believe they're working on Mario Party Nine. And after Mario Party 9, maybe they'll make F-Zero. Or Mario Party 10. (laughs) I'm honestly surprised that it's taken this long to get to Mario Party 9. Me too. I thought after Mario Party 8, they were for sure just going to keep rolling right through them. Yeah. Well, I think Um, what happened was the Wii, where, like, the... The bigger deal was making games that started with Wii than making games that started with mm. Mario. Well, they had right. that, they had Wii Party, didn't they? And it was basically yeah. the same game. Yeah, yeah was, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And also, I think that Fortune I think Street, uh, is... I think after Mario Party Eight, that's when uh, like stuff with Hudson started, like the shit started hitting the fan, mm-hmm. and because Hudson always made that, and then what kind of happened out of that is that Hudson, um, you know, they they went down their downward spiral and made their American branch rest in peace, and the rest of their company rest with Konami. Um, but a bunch of people left Hudson and joined joined ND Cube, oh. and it's basically made up of the old Mario Party team. Oh, well, there you go. Um, and then so he continues, and I actually really like this idea: um, a casualized version of Mario Paint that is bundled with the Wii U in the same way as Wii Sports was with the original Wii. We use the touchscreen on the U-Mote to finger paint. No, oh, I love that idea. <laughs> and then he uh, he well we we can talk about that in a second. And then he closes with a Mario Sports title. Possibly American football, developed by Next Level Games, uses the U-Mote screen to design plays and scoreboards. Uh, See, once again, I will poo-poo that idea again, because Next Level Games is making Luigi's Mansion 2 right now. So also, they pop- the Japanese don't give a fuck about American football. <laughs> no, I mean, I could, I, could see, I could see a football game being made, and I think Next Level Games would be the people to do it, but I don't think that's going to happen... Within the next two years. No. I don't think we'll ever see a football game. No, I don't either. Best thing that'll happen is Mario and Luigi will be unlockable in some Madden crossover. NFL Blitz, man. It's coming to Wii U next year. Boy, that'd be nice. (laughs) Just before Blitz 2000. I I don't care. They can't make Blitz anymore. There's No, No, they are. It's coming out in January. I thought EA had the exclusive on the NFL. I think isn't EA. Yeah, it's it? made by EA. <laughs> Midway doesn't what, what, exist, dude. Oh, I Midway's thought, been dead for the past two years. I thought they got bought by Activision or something. No, um, parts of them got bought by Warner Brothers, but then EA snapped up the NBA Jam and the uh, NFL Blitz license. Okay. Sweet. So yeah. So any other potential first party or even third party titles? I I know. I I think back Batman Arkham City is pretty much confirmed. It is. I, I'd be I'd great. Be played a year late. Yeah. The funny I mean, thing I, with that is that I do recall from E3 um, that there were some people that seemed very like, yeah, we're totally working on it. Like uh, 
whatchamacallit, uh, Randy Pitchford from Gearbox is talking about how, like, yeah, we got aliens, colonial marines working on it. Yep, yep. It's going to be great. And I think that Warner Brothers was one of those companies that was just kind of like, yeah, we didn't know they were going to put the video <laughs> in the friggin' press conference. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's going to happen. But now we have to make it. Yeah. yeah. They're like, damn, I thought we were going to get away with it and just ignore Nintendo again. And that's I'd why like, the video was in the press conference. <laughs> yeah, to prevent that from happening. <laughs> I'd like somebody uh, with some talent, a talented developer, to take the Turok license and make a Turok game. Ooh. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, right? <laughs> Where's the claim? Oh. All gone. <laughs> For good reason. Uh, First-party titles, man. I'm trying to think of what else. You covered so a lot we're, of good we're, stuff. We're talking Wii U launch specifically, right? right. Yeah, that. Yeah, okay. and and these are all obviously like we can make this up. Like it's fine. This yeah. guy it doesn't have to have been. Uh, I do think we'll see a Pikmin it's game. It's we know it's been in development as or of at least a I couple of E3s ago. Miyamoto confirmed well, they were working on it. So uh, I, I will I will do you one better at the uh, the the roundtable this year. Um, they said it was going to be a Wii U title. <laughs> You go. And <laughs> they're still making on it. They yeah. they moved it from Wii to Wii U. Based on the fact so, that it's been in development for so long, it's got to be near finished. So it should be. It's going to be like I would be. Title. I would uh, be shocked if it's not at E3 2012, and I would be a little less shocked, be. but still shocked if it's not out by the end of the uh, the end of 2012. It, it won't, I, don't I don't think it'll think be the marquee it'll be, launch title. I think I it'll think be launch might, window. I don't yeah, even. Well, think no, it'll I mean, I think it's coming out. What? They keep breaking their promises with Pikmin two, Pikmin three. It's, it's not going to happen. I, I, I think they happen. keep coming up with ideas for it and throwing them out and rebuilding it from scratch. I really think that's what's going on. And there's no part of me that thinks that they've figured it out yet because they would have bought. I it think out. they have. It's called the Wii U Touchscreen. Yeah. Well, that's okay. What's that? Gonna like that? Do? That's going to be awesome. It's like, going to give you an overhead view. For it. And yeah. You're gonna be able yeah. To yeah. Pikmin via that. Okay, they like, could, I think there's uh, a lot of potential for Pikmin 3. I mean, w- first off, New Play Control Pikmin is is fantastic. No, yes, it is. That's on the Wii. And that was yeah. capable on the Wii. So why didn't they and make Pikmin also be capable 3 on the, the Wii. Wii? Because they wanted because to I come think, up with something new for it. I think that Skyward Sword being, you know, almost eternally pushed back kind of added to that. And then, I mean, that took up Miyamoto's time. Along with that, you know, getting Mario and Mario Kart ready, and Pikmin three. Let's 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 face it, Pikmin three ain't Mario or Zelda, so that got kind of got got put on the back burner. But I mean, that's Miyamoto's baby. Yeah. I will believe it when I see even a screenshot. How about that? E three two thousand twelve. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it'll be there. So it, I guess in his, he doesn't propose that there will be any sort of um, actual Mario. Uh, launch title. Do you guys think that would actually be the case? I mean, he he reports that Pikmin three will be that big holiday release. I mean, I mean it's kind of weird. I don't think it can be that. It's got to be I, Mario, Metroid, or Zelda. One of them. If they don't launch with at least one of those titles, they are shooting themselves in the foot. Right. Well, it's not going to be Zelda because we, we just got, got a full fledged yep. one. They're not yeah. going to shit one out in another and, year. I mean, I guess it could be what the Mario game what, that they had at like the demo Mario game where it was like New Super Mario, Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Mini. That's not a launch title. I mean, that's not a marquee title. It's just a Mario retread. Yeah. You know what? That would like sell if, most, if, if most likely not going to happen. Well, though. no. I mean, if they well, one, I don't think Metroid is. I mean, we refer to it as part of that trifecta, but we only refer to that as part of that trifecta because we all love Metroid. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think like, I look at the sales number between every Mario and Zelda game to every Metroid game, and they don't add up. 
Yeah, I would say at no. least in America among hardcore gamers, Metroid is up in the Trinity, but not in Japan even. No. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. Is just look at the sales in North America, too. Mario and Zelda, completely oh, yeah, different stratosphere yeah. than Metroid. I mean, I think New Super Mario Brothers, me, or Wii U, or whatever you want to call it, I mean, Shit. I think it has to be more than that tech demo that they showed off, but I think they could easily make that a launch game because, one, I think it'd be pretty easy to build, and if you add some cool features, like uh, Scott and I were talking about it last week, um, a listener wrote in, I think Adolf Vega, um, talking about how, like, you could edit your own, le- you can make your own levels on the touchscreen. Oh, that which would be cool. Would be really cool. Yeah, and would that, add that would a lot that... more to the game. Right. It'll never happen. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Maybe. I mean, that'd be great. That'd be. It's a really good idea. Uh, it um, is. I mean, you could make levels in Smash Brothers. I mean, who's to say someone oh, doesn't true. go? Yeah. Hey, you know what'd be cool if we took this and put it to Mario? Like, <laughs> who hasn't wanted to make Mario levels yeah. their whole lives ever since playing Super Mario Brothers? Um, you could really make some like lost levels type stuff too, and just fuck with your friends. But, um, <laughs> you know, if, like, if you can, really as long as you can put poison mushrooms in the game, it's gold. <laughs> um, I will say, I'll, I'll make two kind of bold claims here. Uh, new Super Mario Brothers Wii U, or whatever it's called, I would like to see that come installed on the system, not even a separate disc, just comes installed on the system when you buy it, uh, with the level creating functionality like we talked about. That'd be awesome. And that way, you know, you don't feel like you're getting ripped off since it's just a side-scrolling game. They don't have to really do too much to the fundamentals there. Just make some new levels and put it out there. Um, and really, I, we just talked about how Metroid isn't as popular as it used to be, but if they really, you know, haven't utilized this, this Wii U, um, I guess, tablet controller, and they, they really, you know, and then a high-def game, you know, on top of that, I could see that pulling some people in. You know, I could see that bringing people back to uh, to Metroid, maybe. So I actually wouldn't be opposed to that. I think they could do some really cool things with the screen. And um, great for a map. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the very least, they could put a map on it. Port Metroid um, Two to Wii U and, and put a map on the. <laughs> put a map on it. <laughs> that just reminded me, like Beyonce, like put a ring on it. Just put yes. a map on it. So <laughs> uh, that so. If you like it, then you should have put a map on it. There you go. I'm sorry. No, thank you, What what I want to see... What I want to see from Nintendo for the Wii U launch is something that really shows why we need that controller. True. And that's the one thing that, you know, I'm kind of racking my brain about it. And, like, yeah, like, stuff would be kind of cool. But, really, what does it add? I mean, that's the thing. Is like, I saw, like, you know, those tech demos last year, or their experiences as Nintendo Smart. They they're, were. They're sure. basically it all making cool. a big screen DS. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool, but, like, what does it really add? And, I mean, it's the same thing that the questions that I asked with the DS, even the questions that I asked about the 3DS with the 3D effect. Um, you know, what does that really add to the overall game? And with the DS, it kind of proved its worth. And I'm waiting for Nintendo to come out of something with e- that at E3. Even if it's you know Pikmin three being being amazing, but having some game, maybe even adi- in addition to Pikmin three, that's just like look at this. This is why the Wii U is going to be awesome. Well, and if they don't have that, it's going to suck. Dude, Darksiders you know, two will have a unique control scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Every game will have a unique what control scheme. What more do you need? <laughs> um, you know, I I just thought about it. I don't know if this has come up before or if I stole this from somewhere, but. A new Fatal Frame would be really cool mm. using, you know, the screen as the camera. So you, you I'm put pretty it up in sure front of your face. A new one's being goes. made for Wii okay. in Japan. It's never going to come over here, of course. Well, say, aren't there a couple now that haven't come out over here? There, there's a, an Fatal earlier Frame Wii 4. one that the reason why it didn't come over was because it was buggy as all hell. And I believe Nintendo was like, yo, Tecmo, fix it. And they were like, no. And then Nintendo <laughs> was like, too bad, we're not releasing it out of Japan. 
<laughs> um, so they're making another one. So maybe that was their their solution was like, well, we ain't gonna fix the old one, but we'll make you a new one. Sure, so, that seems easier. <laughs> um, I think that's actually supposed to be a 2012 release in Japan, or it's probably even out already, and I just don't care. Yeah. But that would be a lot cooler on Wii U. Yeah, yeah it would. I love Fatal Frame. In fact, I've been meaning to replay them. There you go. So that'd be cool. A cool implementation of the controller. Same with like Metroid, using it as like your scan visor or your different visors. You know, just put the controller in front of your face. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Could be neat. But you're right, Neil. There, there's got to be something that really like makes you want to use this new control scheme, especially in terms of third party. I mean, Nintendo's big pitch E3 last year was, look, now you can play all these third-party games like on Wii U. Like, we're finally getting these third-party games that haven't been available for Wii because of the hardware dif- difference. But if there's nothing unique to it, I mean, why why is someone who owns a handful of the system, such as myself, going to get it on Wii U versus PS3 or Xbox 360? Yeah. I mean, particularly if there's multiplayer involved when most people are going to get it on one of those systems. You know, there's got to be something that makes it where the Wii U version's the version you, you want to get. There's got to be something that incentivizes that. Game of the year for Batman Arkham Asylum. City. City. Well, as I was thinking, yeah, some something that where they add to it um, in some way or another. You would help. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> All right, well, I think we can move on from mail now. Um, it's a pretty good talk. So thanks a lot, Kentucky Tim. <laughs> um, it was a good letter. Uh, and I guess I should mention that if anyone has any letters they'd like to send us, um, you can always send those to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. Oh, yeah. We like getting them. We do. Indeed. We read them so, all. Uh, we do. We try anyway. Some people complain that we missed a few, but I think we got, we're all caught up now. <laughs> I hope anyway. Or we're jerks. Um, so let's talk news. So just today, actually, which if you're listening to us now is Tuesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> so maybe it's not so current anymore, but, um, it turns out in Europe there's going to be a bundle of Resident Evil Revelations that comes with the Circle Pad Pro, which, if you've been living under a rock for the past year, is the uh, second Circle Pad sort of attachment that you uh, hook the 3DS into. It's huge. And it lets, lets you play with two sticks. Yeah, but I'm excited that it's huge because playing on the 3DS just hurts my hands, so I think this is going to alleviate a lot of that. I think we'll see this in America, but much like how the special Zelda 3DS was announced in Europe a long time. Like they had a big lead out before its release. They announced it, and then in America they announced it like like something like a week and a half or two weeks before it came out. Yeah, right. so You also like... need to take into account that Nintendo is distributing Resident Evil Revelations in Europe. Oh, are so oh, okay, the reason why that's probably then. getting announced earlier is because Nintendo is working with Capcom, whereas in well, we might still get. I would model. imagine the communication between Capcom and Nintendo in North America would be a little bit more distant than the one between Capcom and. Uh, Nintendo in Europe because Nintendo and Capcom are working hand in hand in Europe. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess at the least we'll be seeing Resident Evil with a circle pad bundle. I assume maybe not with a DS also. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah. for that game! Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a good idea, especially if they're going to try to get more developers to work with this um, add-on. This know, is what they—I mean, this is what they've always done. They did that with the Motion Plus for a whole slew of games. Yeah, they just threw it in everything for yeah that first like six months or whatever. Yeah, you got a Motion um, Plus game coming out. It just came with one Th- first party, third party, whatever. Right, and we we talked about this when um, the price of Resident Evil Revelations got announced. But for fifty bucks, if it's fifty dollars and it comes with the Circle Pad Pro. I'm okay with $50. Yeah. Now, if it's going to be 60 or $70 for the game and then the Circle Pad Pro... Well, it couldn't be 70 because the Circle Pad's only 10 bucks. 
Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Even well, if it's like 55, so I don't think mm. I'd be that mad. But I think if they, if they can include it in it with, for 50, that'd be great. Because then people would think that they're getting an added value. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, totally. So I think I'd like to see that happen. So um, way to go, Capcom. I think this is like now the fourth week in a row we've been talking about Resident Evil Revelations. So <laughs> <laughs> if your goal is to get people to talk about it, even if they're complaining, um, you've done a great job. That game is more on my radar now than I ever thought it would be. Yeah, I think what like at, at, on connectivity, like probably almost half of the episodes have had some sort of mention of it. Yeah, even last sponsored week, by right? Capcom. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, Capcomtivity. And uh, I guess speaking of Capcom and other third-party developers for Nintendo, um, sounds like when you buy Resident Evil Revelations, uh, you'll actually get to redeem some Club Nintendo points. Sweet. As uh, it seems, as our own Andy Gergen found out when he bought WWE, whichever game is out now for 3DS, <laughs> um, that he uh, got some Club Nintendo points with that. And it seems yeah, that's the Sonic Generations right as well. There you go. That's awesome. So if you're trying to rack up points to get... Uh, Did they? And they didn't redeem for points. as many points, right? I think they redeemed for 30 points, and aren't 3DS games usually 40 points? Oh, is really? That, is, was that the case? Yeah, and they probably don't come with post-play surveys, I would guess, because Nintendo's not going to do... Well, maybe they would do market research for a third party, but who knows. Right. But so, still, the but fact still, that you're getting them at all is awesome. Yeah, really cool. And, I mean, I don't know how many people buy games with the points in mind, but it seems like a good way to include third parties in that. I mean, it can't hurt sales, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it right, can only right. help the relationship between Nintendo and third parties in some facet, so... I think that's very forward-thinking of them, so I'll take it. And uh, now, to play Resident Evil Revelations on, uh, when you redeem those points, you can play it on a pink 3DS. Oh, Ooh, look at that's those great. segues. With a black <laughs> Circle Pad Pro. There you go. It'll look wonderful. <laughs> pink and black go pretty well together. I'll take it. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Are they going to do the Circle Pad Pro in a bunch of different colors, too? Nope. No, they only did that. the game. In America, the Game Boy Player only came out in black. For the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I had to import one from Japan to get it in purple. <laughs> I love that you cared that much. <laughs> well, I didn't. I think it just came out way earlier in Japan, and I had credit oh, okay. on one of those websites. The import websites. So I was like, I got a purple one, I guess. So, yeah, they're releasing the pink 3DS in America. Um, it's going to come with Nintendo Dogs plus cats. So, um, pretty cool. Seems like a good way, uh, a good, like, casual bundle. I know now they've got the, the Zelda one and the Mario one, but this seems like a good. Uh, Good way to kind of bridge the, gra- the gap to any sort of casual players, particularly yep. female players, it seems. Wish I could swap my black 3DS for the white one. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I could, in theory, but I would end up, you know, I'd have to pay for it, and I'd lose all my stuff <laughs> with all my black 3DS, like all my street passes and everything, so I'm not doing right. that. Right. I have a blue one, and I just got my fiancé the red one for Christmas, and I'm so jealous. The red one looks so good. I so love the white one. I haven't seen Go the Go back one to my love of Sky, I like that black and white two-tone look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, I guess in more 3DS news, um, the yeah, this is a little, I didn't realize this is all 3DS loaded. Um, but I guess why would there be any Wii news? Um, <laughs> the system update has been postponed to December 8th. At the latest. At the latest. Mm-hmm. So I guess it could come sooner. But... December 7th at 7th, at 11th. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like those uh, GBA games. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, was anyone, like, really, really excited for the system update? Does this bum any of you out that you can't record 3D video for another week or two weeks? No. I'm sad. Not I, really. I mean, it just gives uh, me another really week to rack up more coins so I can get more of those stupid puzzles. 
There you go. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't really upset me. I mean, it's not a huge postponement. I wonder why it's postponed. I wonder if there's something they couldn't iron out or yeah. or what happened. But of course, we'll never hear about it. I would we'll assume just... just some couldn't get it past certification in time or something. Yeah. When was it? Was it supposed to be this week? Though? I thought it was supposed to be out by the end of the by the end of November. Is that what they said? Okay. I don't remember. But that, that's my yeah. hazy memory. And now they've given themselves an It just got week. delayed a week. Now oh, it's yeah. going to miss my birthday. <laughs> they ruined that. Yeah, you took this these two days off for your birthday to record a bunch of three yeah. videos. Now it's ruined. Now now when Mike blows out the candles on his birthday cake, he will cry because it'll be in 2D. Yes, it'll be in 2D. <laughs> and I'll only be able to shoot it in 1080p on my iPhone, unfortunately. <laughs> now my question Fucking with waste. these 3D videos, my question with any... Photos, messages, any of that crap on the 3DS, are they ever going to let you send stuff to your friends? It seems crazy we, that... I think, Aren't you going to be able to in the new in the system update? Isn't that part of it? Yeah, we, we kind of figured that out when we when all this news broke after it came out of Japan. I think Andy was on. We were doing news. And um, on one... The update for the... Or our, I guess on our news story for this about the, the 3D video recording, we didn't have anything about their being able to send it to friends. But it sounds like with the system update, there's going to be a new application... Yeah, that better like connects you with with your friends on 3ds, and I think through that you can send pictures and videos. Mm. So I think you will be able to. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. And actually, speaking of, I meant to say it in the beginning of the show, but um, Andy Gergen just had his baby daughter over the weekend. Oh yes, oh, congrats so, to Andy. Um, congratulations to Andy. Way to go. And um, sorry, you're not going to get to sleep very much. I was about to say, so, can, but you he's know playing what? a lot of video games. He is. I'm <laughs> very surprised. He's just like, yeah, I'm playing Super Meat Boy, and he's like talking to me while I'm at work, being like asking me questions about the game, and it's like, don't you have a kid? And he's just like, yeah, she's sleeping. <laughs> Squeeze it in whenever you can, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been very surprised at how much he's been able to um to play games during this time. <laughs> I mean, if it's sleeping in the crib and he's sitting next to the crib and I don't see any problem with playing Game Boy there. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But yeah, so congratulations, Andy. Um, Too bad he anyone... can't take 3D videos of his newborn. Ah, She's going to be two weeks old when it happens. Well, I'll miss it. Won't get those yeah, precious it, it, first it, couple days in 3D. The rest of her life will be in 3D, but not the first two weeks. <laughs> and they, everyone knows they get ugly after the first two weeks. They so. do. Hideous. <laughs> That's that's awful. <laughs> so yeah, I think that I think that's it for news. Uh, well, hold on. My quest, my ultimate question about the 3D video sending sending anything to friends is your 3DS just going to become chat roulette? Oh God, I hope so. I was going to say. Uh, I mean, this opens up a lot of. Don't new watch avenues. out. Don't watch the first video I send you because it's going to be on my dick. <laughs> In 3D. Are you going to paint it black and white, two tone? <laughs> I hope so. You so, know you yeah. do. So look out for 3D dicks coming this December 8th to your 3DS. I mean, I guess you could already take a picture of a dick in 3D on the 3DS. But, but you can't send you it to your friends. It. That's you the whole send point. It. But I guess that's kind of the fun. That makes it kind of like the whole flashing thing. Like you just run up to a guy and you just flip your 3DS open and there's your dick and then you close it and run away. And it's in 3D. Yeah. Pops out at him. It's pretty good. Oh my gosh. Buy a little trench coat for your 3DS. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. What do you guys say? I think that's a good Three. spot to end it. Three All D right. dicks. Alright, thanks a lot, guys.
All right, well, I'm joined by Neil Ronahan here, and this is Scott Thompson. And uh, we're going to be talking about Mario Kart 7, uh, yeah. the upcoming uh, kart racer, uh, the newest in the series. That the Neil seventh had the good... one, some might Exactly, say. if you didn't know. <laughs> um, not including the arcade one. Or ones, I guess. Yeah, there, um, there were two. They're both. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you like Pac-Man. Um, but yeah, Neil's uh, been fortunate enough to play the game now, and he's reviewed it. He gave it an 8.5. Uh, on the site here, you can read his review. Although, if you're listening to the show, it's probably only one more day till the game comes out, so you can probably just play it for yourself soon too. Yeah, um, and I think it's, it came out in Europe today, or at least some stores are selling it. I know, I know, some people in Europe have gotten it today. Oh well, there um, you go. Yeah, so you might be playing it while we're recording this, and maybe you're playing it while you're listening to yeah. this now. And maybe I'll be recording it later too. I mean, playing <laughs> while recording this. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But, um, yeah, so I guess why don't you talk about um, your review a little bit and, and why you gave it an 8.5. Um, well, I mean, first off, every complaint that I make, I'll, I'll be honest, like, I would definitely label it as somewhat nitpicky. Um, but that comes from being someone who's grown up with Mario Kart. Like, I mean, Mario Kart 64 was the first one that I got really into. Before then, I played Super Mario Kart. I just, you know, didn't, I never owned it until, you know, the mid-2000s, so I didn't really play that much of it. But I... I played every entry to death. So, you know, coming into Mario Kart 7, I, I have a lot of baggage. And for some people, you know, they might not have that baggage. And for those people, just drop everything and go buy this game. Because it's great. It's a, it's a great new Mario Kart game. But for someone who's who's played a lot of Mario Kart games and compares and contrasts them and can, you know, pr- could probably write a senior thesis in college <laughs> on the differences between, like, Double Dash and Mario Kart DS, like... I come I come away a little disappointed by Mario Kart 7 because really it doesn't feel like it does anything wholly new. Um mm-hmm. I mean you have the 3D graphics which I mean it looks really good on the system. It's the duh, it's the best looking handheld Mario Kart game ever. It's it's the newest one on the hot new system and the 3D looks good. Um and then you have uh all the street pass functionality which I haven't been able to street pass anyone on it but you know, you'll be exchanging ghosts. You'll find new people to race online, and that's all really cool. Um, the time trial is handled pretty interestingly. Um, you can actually do a time trial against up to seven other ghosts, and you so you would street pass people and get their ghosts, and then like you go to like the first, you go to like you know Luigi Raceway or whatever, and then you could have seven other ghosts racing you at the same time, which is oh, a really awesome. cool evolution of time trial. Um, and then everything else just kind of by the book. Um, there's the, there's the token gimmick, which this time it's gliding and driving underwater and driving underwater really doesn't add too much. It's just like, kind of like, Oh, if you fall into the water, you're not dead all the time. Sometimes you can <laughs> drive there and there's some races that forces you down there and it's kind of cool. You, you drive off floating and stuff. It's, it's, it's a little different. Um, but that's it. Like it, it's never really explored in really interesting ways. Just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like something like where I would say motorcycles and Mario Kart Wii kind of added a whole new kind of perspective to the game because it gave you, you know, do you go with um, the, the motorcycle where you can pop a wheelie to get a boost or do you do the kart where you can get a, like a, you know, double boost if you, if you do it long enough. Right. Um, and that's why like driving underwater, it's, it's just a part of the game. It's just there. It's not really anything that great. Gliding is a little different because gliding in certain races, like I could probably, I mean, I can't think of an exact number, but it's not the majority. There are some races where gliding's done in really cool ways. You can have ridiculous shortcuts if you do it right. 
and that's awesome. It's just that for most races, it's like you'll go off a ramp and then you'll glide for three feet, and you could potentially extend your your jump, and, and sure. that's it. So, so as far as the gliding, do you trigger that yourself, or is it just something that automatic that happens? Um, it's something that automatic that happens when you go off certain ramps or okay. stuff like that. And I mean, that's the kind of thing is that it's just like it's just part of the game. It's not really anything that like. Yeah, there is strategy to gliding, but for the most part, it's just, like, a thing that happens. It's not something that you really have any control over outside of a few segments. And that's why, like, I just kind of felt this, I mean, it's probably one of the first Mario Kart games that I felt kind of fatigued by. And it's Mm -hmm. not, and it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, playing it for the review or anything, or playing a bunch of Mario Kart, because I haven't lately. I played the crap out of Mario Kart Wii, but that was a couple years ago. But for me, each Mario Kart game kind of felt different. Like... You know, Mario Kart 64, huge difference from Super Mario Kart. Super Circuit <laughs> yeah. on Game Boy Advance was basically Super Mario Kart, um, but it was portable. And then Double Dash, you know, adding the two characters, that was different. Um, sure. Mario Kart DS, um, I know everyone loses their shit over this game. I've never really been a huge fan. Um, not that it's bad, but it's just, I mean, I played the single player, and then, you know, you could play online with it. And Mario Kart Wii, you know, you had the motion controls and the motorcycles and a lot of cool tweaks. And I know people, most people didn't really like that that much, but I, I love that game. It's awesome. And Mario Kart 7 kind of takes more away than it adds almost. And in some cases that's good because you're kind of, you got an overabundance of items that you have in Mario Kart Wii. And some of them, you know, they're not really all that great. And they kind of trim it down to the essentials almost where, I mean, the blue shell is still there. You, you're never getting rid of that. I feel like it's it's synonymous with the series at this point, for better or worse. Right. Um, and you have a couple cool, cool not new items. Um, you got the, the, the raccoon tail, which I've actually gotten that in first place a lot, and that's kind of cool because when you activate it, you have it for a limited amount of time, but basically any anything that comes near you, if you time it right, you can just swat it away. Or if, like, you're up close to someone, you can you can hit them and it help, makes them spin out. There's... The Lucky 7, where you get seven random items. And you think that's really overpowered, but it's not, because you don't really know which one you're using next. And it kind of, like, you need to, like, focus on what's spinning around your character to figure out what to use. But if you do time it right, it can be deadly. And I'm totally (laughs) blanking out on what the other new item is, which I think that's just a sign of that. Oh, the the Fire Flower, which is kind of cool. You shoot out fireballs, and if they hit someone, it's like they spin out on a banana. Okay. So, I mean, but, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's like shells banana spill and stuff, bullet bills, like, it's it's kind of boiled down to the essentials. Um, right. And I think the best part about this game, and really what kind of, what kind of saved it from being a, a bigger disappointment for me, is that the online's so good. I was um, going to say, that's, that's what I was going to ask even, you about even, next. Even now, when I'm kind of limited by it, because, you know, it's not out everywhere. Actually, I got a surprising amount of games. I guess maybe there's a lot of reviewers, or, you know, maybe they had people from Nintendo were on it or something. But... You know, I went from races where I'd just have two or three people. I had at one point up to seven, which is kind of shocking. I think I played with a dude from Kotaku. That was that was nice. fun, I guess. I kicked his ass. So <laughs> go one for Team NWR. There um, you go. But the online's really good. You know, it's really easy to jump into a match. And the whole community feature, I'm I'm so excited to, uh, you know, play this game online because it is it is a perfect game for me that, at least me as someone who's never really been that into online gaming, that I can just kind of hop on and, you know, it's Mario Kart. You know, even if you're not racing too well, you might get a blue shell and somehow wind up in first place. <laughs> that's why go. I love this game. I mean, that's why I just love the series of games. It has that kind of like, you know, I think uh, Chris Kohler in his review mentioned it's like the Harrison Bergeron of video games. Mm-hmm. Um, or Bergeron, I don't, I don't know which it's supposed to be pronounced as. But, um, I mean, that's what it is. It's like everyone's equal. And there's something kind of nice about that. But it's also, 
I'm going to make this bold statement. If you complain about the blue shell, it's because you suck at the game. Because if you're really good and you're playing the computer, blue shell don't mean anything. Like you can, you can get past it. Sometimes you'll get screwed beyond repair, but that happens. That's that's the exception, <laughs> not the rule. Sure. All right. I think I'm done rambling about that for now. There, there you go. The um, so the communities online. How, how does that work exactly? I mean, are you basically making like a, a friends list, or how does the, the community? Work? Um, the way you set it up. Um, because I made I made an NWR community that I'll probably, if I had the code on hand right now, I'd, I'd reveal it on air. But I'll probably have some sort of blog post on it. I know there's a limit to how many people can be in it, but I'm not really sure what it is. So we'll find out. Hopefully, either that or we'll have like ten people in it and just cry because no one loves us. <laughs> um, but I know, I know Don joined my community today, but I haven't been near my 3DS yet to, to check. But the way it works is that you create one, um, you give it a name, you give it an icon, and then you kind of set up the parameters. And apparently you cannot change these once you set them, but it'll be like, you know, you know, either race, Grand Prix Battle, specific items that you use, um, that's the kind of disappointing thing. It's not like a, an item switch like in Super Smash Brothers. It's like, all items, uh, shells only, um, and there's other ones where it's just, like, these groups of items only. There's no way to, like, turn off the blue shell, for example, which I think would be kind of nice if they added that that granular right. amount of customization. But, I mean, it's simple to do, and then you just, when you hop online, you can see who's who's on from those communities and hop right in. Huh, pretty yeah. awesome. So, yeah, it sounds, sounds fairly... Painless. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's it's really easy to use. The online is, is built in. You just, there's just a menu on the main screen. You click on that, you connect to the internet, and you're in. Well, there you go. Um, all right. Well, we've reached about the, the halfway point of this segment, so a l- we'll switch it over. Um, a little earlier today on Twitter, I, I put out a request asking if anyone had any questions for you um, concerning the game, since you just reviewed it and we're recording right now. And I actually got a pretty good response, so I think I'll read some of those. Um, for anyone listening, uh, my Twitter handle is OKSoda, just the letters OK and then the word soda. Um, the, the response was so good, I think maybe we'll do these a little more often when we um, you know, talk about games that aren't out yet. So if you want to add me on Twitter. Or even just and, other, uh, other things, too. Just got yeah. community questions. Yeah. I'm Enron10, N-R-O-N-1-0. If you want to follow me and throw some stuff in me to talk about on the show, I like talking. Exactly. Yeah, any suggestions or anything like that. But yeah, so this is a pretty good response. So... First, you know, I'll start with um, uh, maybe we already covered it. You you sent me a question to ask you, but I think you've you've probably <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of covered that, but that, that was just because was... that was like something that I I wanted to discuss, which was something about how I was disappointed for a little bit, and and then I played online, and then that disappointment wore away because online's great. Yeah, I kind of felt that same way about um Mario Kart DS, where the single player was fine, but you know, they, I don't it's play all about Mario the multiplayer, single player, yeah, but the online. Even on the on the DS one was was so solid that um, it was a lot of fun. I guess except for snaking, perhaps. Yeah, but I mean that's, that's what killed Mario Kart DS for me was snaking. But in this yeah. one, I mean, it, with most Mario Kart games, you know, I play through the single player until I unlock everything, and then it's all about multiplayer. And yeah. if that online multiplayer delivers, and the cool thing about that is that um, you do unlock cart parts throughout the game, which uh, I could really take it or leave it in all honesty, but. Um, it's randomized as you collect coins in the game because those are coming back from the original game. Mm-hmm. It's randomized, so like I think it's at first it's like every fifty coins or something, then you unlock a new cart part. Um, but it, it's basically after a while, it just goes every one hundred coins you collect, you get a new part. I think up to something like twenty five hundred. I think right now I'm at like eight hundred, nine hundred. 
Oh wow, okay. <laughs> um, because like you, you can have a max of ten in each race, but you can still collect some afterwards, which I'm pretty sure count towards your total. And like, if you get okay. hit by something, then you lose them and you collect more. Like, you know, you go through a Grand Prix, you could you could rack up forty or fifty coins, no sweat. Um, right. but um, you keep on getting those card parts, and that also carries over to online as well. So if you collect coins online, then that goes to unlocking more cart parts. So even if you're done the single player, which I'm at that point where I've beaten 150cc in Mar- uh, Mario mode, mirror mode. Um, <laughs> now I don't really have much of a reason to go back to single player. I don't think there's any big super secret unlock. If I get all three stars and everything, um, I hope not because I'm a bitch, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean now I can just play online and unlock more cart parts. So that's cool. Right. Which actually the, the cart parts, um, there were two questions concerning that. Um, first, Sarek, um, friend of the show, asked, uh, how does the modification system work? Do you need to unlock items? Does it feel fluid and significant? So I guess you just covered that you unlock them by collecting <laughs> coins through all the different and modes. And it doesn't feel that significant. Um, I mean, it is, it's the kind of thing where it's just like you – it offers you a lot of customization, but you can pretty much work work all the pairings to get the same results. So it's not like every – I mean – yeah, you know, like the big, like the bruiser or something might, you know, be, weigh a lot, but you could get tires that kind of cancel it out. Because that's what you do is um, before every race or Grand Prix or whatever, you, you know, you pick your character and then you pick a vehicle uh, or like a body, tires, and a glider. There's only like three or four different gliders. I actually didn't unlock my first uh, alternate glider until like near the end of, like, like I think it was like 700, I think I got it. But it's all random, oh, okay. so... You could get all of those at the start, for all for all I know. <laughs> um, but the wheels, I mean, it's like, you know, there's like sponge and wood and mushroom, and that's all kind of novel, and some of the carts look cool. But it's just like, if there's a cart that you just think looks cool, you could probably work it so you can just, you know, have it however you want to. Um, and each character has different stats as well. But it's mm-hmm. like, that's the thing, is that, like, nothing really feels that different when I'm using it. Yeah, of course, you know, there's the big differences, but most of it's just small tweaking. But it's right. still not that much because it's you're still basically picking three things to pick out your your stats it's not like there's a, you know that heavy layer of customization it's still sure. pretty limited okay yeah and you know that even ties in then to the other question about the the parts um which was asked by nbz um which is how much of a difference does customization make do the bigger wheels affect performance in any way or is it purely cosmetic which it sounds like there's a little effect but nothing yeah, that notable. It sounds. And like. I'm sure as people play it, you know, I guess maybe the the people that get really into it will find you know their combination that works for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for most people, I mean, it's you can you know work it however you want to. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of like I like Metal Mario and putting him in the tugboat because Metal Mario sounds like he's swimming underwater, and it feels fitting <laughs> to put him in a boat. <laughs> well, there you go. By the way, Metal um, Mario is my new favorite character in Mario Kart because Dry Bones is not in it. Oh, Dry Bones not in it? Yeah, I heard they, they kind of removed some characters. Like, they tried to peel that back a little bit, too. Yeah, um, I actually commented that on my review um, because I think it's kind of something significant. Because I felt like Mario Kart, we, you know, some would say there were there were almost too many characters. But, then, you know, you had everything from, like, four different babies to Funky Kong. Like, there was a wide right. variety of characters. In Mario Kart Wii, and in this one, it's all it's a lot more limited. But I think the problem is, is that like they removed some characters that people could have liked. Like you know, Waluigi's not there anymore. You're pretty much you're limited to it's actually the original eight, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, Toad, Peach, Bowser, Donkey Kong, and Koopa. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you have you have those eight, and then there's actually someone I think someone on NeoGAF pointed out that you have the original eight, and then you have a representative from each game, and then four new characters. So like there's a you know Wario from Mario Kart 64, I believe Daisy from Double Dash. Um, crap, I forget the other two now. <laughs> but I mean, there's like one that was first introduced in Mario Kart Wii, one that was first introduced in Mario Kart DS. Oh, Shy Guy is in it, and then the four new ones you got like the Honey Queen, which is just kind of dumb. Uh, Metal Mario, which which I kind of like, um, and then like Wiggler, and uh, and there's a fourth one. <laughs> in, uh, obviously, the obviously they're it, really memorable. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, in the game at all, is there a um, Metal Mario music track? Because that was like one of my favorite tracks from Mario sixty four. I don't know if I noticed Mario, that the Metal Mario music. I, I did not notice that. Hmm. I do know I do know that track, but I, I did not pick it out during gameplay. But I mean, like, you still have 16 characters for cho- to choose from. You know, you can race as your me. Although, how I oh, unlocked okay. that, I'm kind of confused by because I was reading that you had to just beat every race and get in first place, and I did that. And then I I did another one. I was trying to get like stars and everything, and I didn't get the star on it. But I finished it, and then I unlocked the me. Like, <laughs> I just got confused. <laughs> um, but I mean, you still have a good deal of characters to choose from, but it just feels like they, you know, removed more than they added. Sure. Um, moving along then with these uh, community questions. Um, then uh, Chris Cozy, who I, I'm friends with on Twitter, he's a writer now at the newly uh, relaunched Crush Fact Destroy where I started out. Cool, cool. Um, he said, easy, easy question. Um, I assume that, that he meant that I want to know is how long till your eyes hurt from the 3D? Um, I think that was a little bit of trolling there. Um, but I, I guess it's a fair question, and it kind of ties into Sarek's next question, which he said, when playing Wipeout HD in 3D, I really felt the the sense of speed compared to playing in 2D. Did you get much the same in Mario Kart? So tying those together, um, I mean, did you use the 3D a lot, or was this Not an instant where really, you turned it off? Like, it looks really nice, but to me it doesn't really add that much, so I guess I didn't feel that sense of speed. Mm-hmm. However, the one thing that I noticed is that the 3D in this game feels kind of more subtle than in other games. Like, I made the comment uh, last week that, because um, when last episode, I, I literally just got it, like, hours before that. Right. Um, and I was playing with the first-person mode, which is another addition that, I mean, I think is kind of a throwaway addition, but it's kind of neat, where, you you know, you, you press, like, down on the D-pad or something, and you throw it in the first person, and you can actually move the system to move around, along with the, the circle pad. Um and the control is the same other than that. But I had the 3D on during that, and it didn't bother me at all. And, I, you know, I played similar modes in, like, Star Fox 64, and I think even that Pac-Man Galaga game. Um, and the 3D, like, I had to turn the 3D off. Actually, I think the Pac-Man Galaga game, you couldn't even turn the 3D on. But in this, <laughs> it never bothered me. And I, I did it a couple more times, and, like, the 3D, you know, it was it was subtle enough, and maybe maybe they did tweak something when you put it in the first person that like makes the 3D kind of softer. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I'd be moving the system, and it wouldn't really look as bad as it does when you know you're doing face raiders or something like that. Right when you twitch when you're playing something in 3D, yeah, yeah it all gets it blurry and ugly. Yep, yep. Okay, but you still didn't play with it in no. 3D mode after very after probably the first day or two. I mean, it wasn't anything like from eye fatigue. It was just that. I mean, kind of conserving battery life and just not really sure. being that wowed by it. Like, the game looks great with or without the 3D. I mean, at this point, I kind of feel like the 3D is just a personal preference. Like, it's either 
you're into it on certain games or you're not. Like, it's weird. I wasn't really that into it in Super Mario 3D Land, but I'm playing Shinobi, and I really like the 3D on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't even think that makes any sense, but that's just the way I play both <laughs> games. I find that in most games I turn the 3D off, but I've been playing um, the Michael Jackson experience for 3DS <laughs> uh, for review, and I find that I leave that on, and I just don't know why. <laughs> I guess because mostly I'm, I'm looking at... I, I don't know. I don't know why. Or I gotta really figure out why I don't mind the 3D on in that one so much. I guess because it's not very intensive. I'm mostly just, you know, swiping across the touchscreen diagonally or horizontally, yeah. or tapping it or making circles. So I don't know. There's something about that game that I kind of like watching it in 3D um, for whatever reason. So that you've heard it here first. Uh, the 3DS killer 3D game this uh, holiday season, the Michael Jackson. In all honesty, it's still Star Fox for me. Like, yeah. even after Mario Land, even after Mario Kart, if for the game that looked the best in 3D, it's far and away Star Fox 64 3D. Yeah. I might, you know, like... I definitely think I'm in the minority with that, because everyone loves the 3D in Super Mario Land. And I like when that adds to the game. Like, you know, I'll mm-hmm. turn the 3D on when, you know, it actually shows up in the corner. Like, 3D, like, you, you should turn it on now. And I love that. Yeah. But That's when I'm just playing idea. the game, I don't really care as much, and I don't really feel like it. Like, it really, like, hurts or helps me for not having it on. Right, right. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's move right along here. I've got two more questions. Um, One one sort of trolling, one legitimate. Uh, which would you like first? <laughs> trolling. Let's, let go, let's go trolling. big. Okay. So this is um from Donald Mick. Um, when the game is censored-ing, you up the censored, does it at least supply lube? Um, so I believe he's referring to how <laughs> last place players get items and they... Fuck you up before the uh, yeah. before the race is over. Uh, when I get effed in EA in this game, it still hurts as much as it does in every other Mario Kart game. Um, I did have actually one online game. I was playing the Coconut Mall Retro Track, um, which was in Mario Kart Wii, and I was coming around like the that was like the last area. I was about to hit a jump, got hit by a fucking blue shell. Did the jump, Oof. landed, got hit by a red shell. And I'm like looking, I'm look, looking at the screen, I'm like. I'm losing my lead. I think I can still get this. And I round a corner, get hit by another red shell. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. And, like, you know, the second place guy's right, coming up right up behind me. And he gets right ahead of me. And I had a mushroom. And I used to get hit by another red shell coming third. <laughs> I was so pissed. But, like, that's, like, I know people get annoyed with that. But for me, like, that's part of the fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, call me call me weird. Call me sadistic. Call me whatever. But, like, I, I enjoy those moments. Like, I, I I'm proud. I actually got to use my my favorite verb, my favorite created verb of the year 2008, um, which was Mario Karted, because that's yeah. why it'd just be like you know playing Mario Kart and like you know I got hit by you know like someone hit me with a bullet bill and then I got hit by a red shell and knocked into the water and I'm just like oh just got Mario Karted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's part of the game, and I feel yeah. like if you if you if you don't want that in it, like don't play Mario Kart. Right. Go play Gran Turismo or some other kart racer that doesn't have as zany of items. Exactly. I find it's a little more forgivable, too, when you're playing with, like, friends and people that you know. It is awful if it's the computer doing yeah. that to you because it does feel especially cheap. But if you're playing with friends, you know, it makes for a good laugh, I feel like. Yeah. So no big deal. Yep, yep. Um, and then, yeah, the the final question from Sarek again. Um, he really uh, chimed in big on this one. But... His, uh, his question, while playing the game, could you tell the retro levels from the EAD levels? Uh, any other telltale signs that this wasn't fully, and then he had to shorten it up because of Twitter, but I'm assuming he means because this wasn't fully developed in Japan. 
or by a Japanese company. In all honesty, if I didn't know that Retro co-developed it, I would have no idea that Retro co-developed it. And I think that speaks okay. worlds of Retro, in all honesty. Because sure. as far as I know, um, they had any what I asks about this recently, and I, I think what I took away from that was that um, Retro Studios was originally... I don't even think they ever, like, because at E3 it was said that they were just working on the Donkey Kong Country Returns level. My cats are fighting. Um, <laughs> um, but I think at E3 they said that they just worked on the Donkey Kong Country Returns level, which was shown off at E3. And then it came out, you know, last week that Retro pretty much just co-developed the entire game. Uh, I believe they worked on character animations, and they also did, I think, all of the Retro tracks in addition to the Donkey Kong Country Returns level. So... It's ironic that Retro Studios is making the Retro Tracks, <laughs> or made them, made them, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I, I I honestly couldn't tell. That was one of those things, like, I found out while I was playing it, and I was just like, hmm, wow, that's that's kind of cool. I mean, good job at Retro. They they successfully disguised themselves in a Nintendo game. Right. Much much the same way that Monster Games did for uh, Pilot Wings Resort. Right, exactly. Because that was, I think, we found out the day it came out. <laughs> Monster Games had a hand in that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that'll do it. Um, thanks a lot, Neil. Sounds like Mario Kart's pretty solid, um, especially if you've got no complaints with the Mario Kart formula up to this point. Yeah. Um, you know, sounds enjoyable, particularly the online aspect. Yep, yep. And, yeah, I would urge everyone to join the NWR community once Neil gets the code out there yeah. uh, in the blog. Or even uh, just, you know, I think we're going to have a, a Wi-Fi night sometime next week, so uh, keep nice. keep checking the site and the forums for that. I believe J.P. Corbin's organizing that. So that should be real cool. And um, I'm really looking forward to playing this game online because, I mean, we're actually going to have ways to join people mid-game. Yeah. <laughs> and that's cool. And also it's Mario Kart, so everyone's going to get it anyway. <laughs> right. Awesome. All right, well, All right. thanks, Neil, and uh, thanks for everyone who wrote in on Twitter with some questions. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back. All right, and that'll do it for this week's episode of Connectivity. As usual, you can send us mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. And I'd also like to thank uh, anyone who's reviewed us lately on iTunes. I know we have a couple new reviews up there. Uh, if anyone else has a chance to write some reviews, most of the ones up there now are still for newscasts. So if you'd like to talk about the new format and uh, throw us a review up there, we'd really appreciate it. All right, we'll see you guys next week.